Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to this glorious mess, the mother's group in your ear holes where judgment is left <laughs> at the door. My name is Tegan Natoli, and in my ear holes is Lee Campbell. Ear holes right. feel so like rude, doesn't it? Graphic. Almost like Encanto, you know? Which I was right, thank you. No, no, no. It's Encanto. It's not what it's you the said. Same thing. You had an old random H in there. <laughs> Didn't someone DM you and said that it is actually the Spanish word for enchanted? So mine makes more sense being enchanted. It actually is a Spanish word for charm, I'd like you to know. Of course I'd Googled <laughs> it. It's me, the world's most organised person. <laughs> the world's anyway, most Googling person. <laughs> thank God for Google though. I don't know if anyone younger than us will know what I'm talking about. You probably won't, but you used to call Vodafone 1234 and oh. speak to an actual person and ask them. No, but I, have that? I do remember encyclopedias. Wait, speak to an actual person. Oh, I think I vaguely do remember this. When you just got your Nokia 6110, you would call Vodafone 1234 and you'd be like, hi, Vodafone. What's the difference between, you know, Sweden and they and would basically Google it. This was probably before yes, everyone had it. They would internet. look on a search engine before the world had it. Oh, my God. That's how old I am. Anyway. Well, on today's show, we are going to be hearing from Jane Caro about her golden rules of parenting. It's a segment we did steal from our long lost friends, Andrew Datto and Holly Wainwright, but we love it so much too. Remember them? No. Remember those no, guys? Distant memory. We pushed them off and we took centre stage. Also, we're going to bring you some of the best parenting hacks we've stolen from our various mothers groups over the years, which, of course, are gold mines of information because other mothers know parenting best. And, of course, our Nailed and Failed of the Week. Jane Caro is a powerhouse, an author, social commentator, and Walkley Award-winning journalist. She joins us now to share her parenting golden rules. Hello, I'm Jane Caro. I'm a Walkley Award-winning columnist, and I'm now a best-selling author. My new novel, The Mother, is actually topping the best-selling list at the moment, which is very, very exciting. And just because I haven't got enough to do, I'm running for the Senate for the Reason Party in the forthcoming election as a candidate. Perhaps my first golden rule of parenting would be don't run for office until your children are all grown up or you've got a very good nanny or an extremely responsible co-parent. My daughters, Polly is 33 and Charlotte is about to turn 31. Polly is a mother herself of a little boy and a little girl. Charlotte is trying to be a mother herself, but hasn't happened so far. We've all got our fingers crossed. It's interesting watching my child parenting and uh, struggling with all the things that all of us struggle with. And grandchildren are the reward you get for having children. They are such a joy because you don't have to worry about in the golden rules. It's not your business to bring them up. It's just your business to enjoy them. And I do. 
The second golden rule of parenting, in my view, is two words, and every parent should get a T-shirt with these two words emblazoned on them, and those two words are don't panic. That is the first and most important golden rule of parenting, don't panic. No matter how bad something seems, and let me tell you, when you have teenagers, sometimes things will seem very bad indeed, don't panic. Just keep saying to yourself, stay calm, listen, and think about how you can deal with this in a way that isn't going to make it worse. Because the trouble with panicking is it just makes everything worse. And I know this not because I'm superbly good at not panicking, but because on occasions I did panic. And I'm here to tell you, it made everything worse. The next one is I'll tell you how I came about this one, this next golden rule. I was at a fancy do and I met a young woman who was very heavily pregnant. At that time, I think my daughters were in their 20s. And she said to me, I'm at the beginning of my parenting journey and you're really at the end. That was optimistic. But anyway, that's how she saw it. And, you know, what have you learned? What's the most important thing you've learned? And I thought, well, that's a really good question. You always know when someone says that's a really good question. They mean, I have no clue. I haven't got an answer for you yet. I said to her, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I'll think about it. I'll tell you before the end of this function. And so I did think about it and I came up with one and I saw that she was picking up a bag and getting ready to go. So I went after her and I said, um, I've got an answer for your question about what have I learned, but you're not going to like it. And she went, oh, and I said, okay, it's this, your children will disappoint you and you will disappoint your children so relax don't worry about it don't try to turn them into something that they're not don't look at them as little as little advertisements for you or a reflection on who you are or what you are or what you're about or what class you belong to or any of that crap just enjoy them and I promise you they'll do things you think oh how could they have done that and let me tell you they'll think you're God almighty, until they get to high school. And then they'll suddenly go, who is this idiot? I call my mother and my father. So all the fuss and palaver isn't worth it. One more golden rule, and it's quite important. And it's something I decided in my head on a long walk one day when my eldest daughter, who's always had a very strong personality, was about to go to high school. And so that's when you start thinking, what freedom should I allow my child, you know, They're really moving away from you because the job of a parent in the end is to let your children go. That is your job. You actually guide them to the point where they don't need you anymore. It's a job that makes itself redundant if you do it well. And I was thinking about this and I thought one thing I have to remember, I can't use her to soothe my own anxiety. In other words, if I'm worried because, say, she wants to go to the Easter show when she's 12 with a bunch of friends, that feels scary to me because, oh, you know, my baby. But is it realistic that I should be anxious about that? Is it really highly likely that any mad kidnapper would take on a bunch of 12-year-olds, frankly? You'd have to be a real idiot of a kidnapper to try and do that or, you know, what's going to happen? There are a bunch of kids going to the Easter show during the day, let them get public transport. You feel anxious, that's your problem. Deal with your anxiety. So I think a lot of parents project their anxiety onto their children. If it frightens them, they tell their children not to do it. But you need to examine, is this just you, your anxiety? Is this a realistic fear? I sometimes think that about choice of school. I'm a 
fan of public education. And I think one of the reasons that private education is successful is parents think it will protect their children from, I don't know, other children. They're wrong, of course it doesn't. You just get a nicer class of nasty kid. It's the anxiety that we project onto our children that I think causes harm. Who does the anxiety belong to? And do you need to deal with your anxiety as an adult and let your child go and do something that they've never done before because that's the task of children? Okay, my new book, The Mother, the one that's uh, been top of the best-selling list for the last couple of weeks, again, I can't help saying that, it's just so exciting, is really, some people are calling it a domestic thriller because it's about a woman with two daughters and a grandchild at the beginning of the book. She's widowed pretty early on and then she starts to realise that one of her daughter's marriages, which she thought was fantastic, is not. In fact, it's one of those relationships that runs the risk of creating those appalling headlines that we've seen so often involving murder and suicide by a man of his partner and their children. She becomes caught up in this as you would as a parent and in the end is faced with a terrible, terrible decision about what she should do to protect her daughter and her grandchildren from a man who seems incapable of ever letting them go. And that is the kind of centre of the book, how she struggles with that and what she does and what happens later. And also it is about parenting. It's about mothering and the complexity and confusion and layers upon layers of joy and guilt and worry and unspoken things and things that shouldn't have been spoken but were and all those things that go with being a mother and how when in an extreme situation that both gets in the way but also doesn't really matter. Just one very quick thing, I am standing for Reason Australia for the Senate in New South Wales. If you'd like to see, like me, the back of this government and if you'd like to see, like me, this country change direction and start to deal with the wicked problems we face like climate change, you know, increasing inequality, increasing poverty, all those sorts of things, integrity in government, please, please stop voting for governments that don't believe in government. We can't afford to have them anymore. We've got to have leadership, real leadership, or I hate to think what happens. We'll pop a link in the show notes where you can buy The Mother by Jane Caro. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. As you might know, we love a mother's group here at TGM. They are a wealth of knowledge. And Lee, you actually attended your mother groups. I just feel like I'm in 75 different WhatsApp groups, but you actually had a physical mother's group, didn't you? Yeah, a real life one. How come you didn't with the twins? You didn't go to mother's group? I think because I had them so out of my area, like where I live, that I feel like I didn't have the 
follow up like after giving birth that a normal person would. So I was just like on my own. Oh, that's not yeah. ideal. Yeah, I did go. Well, I went to the first session and left after an hour because I thought, I've told this story so many times, but I thought, oh, who are all these losers with their own problems? <laughs> I've got my own problems. And then one of the mums added me to the WhatsApp group and I was like, I don't want to be friends with you people. <laughs> oh, you're such a bitch. Best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, thank God that that woman was so incessant because I love them. They're all really cool chicks and obviously all the kids are now Alexander's friends. And you're still like friends with all these women, aren't you? They're your besties. And so what we've done today is I've gone to that actual mother's group, but also my school friends are another WhatsApp group, my other girlfriend's group. And I know, Teagues, you've done the same. We've kind of drilled them for their best parenting hacks because mums love a parenting hack and other mums that have come up with them come up with the best hacks. Yes. And were you surprised at what you got back? It was actually really funny because a couple (gasps) of my groups misinterpreted what I was asking, but it led me down to more hacks. (laughs) So like some were like getting into real behavioral hacks, like how to speak and treat and parent. And I was like, Mm. well, I was thinking more along the lines of handy gadgets and gizmos and like, you know, an air fryer kind of thing. But (laughs) Your words of wisdom is basically like parenting Gandhi. So I'm going to use that too. So mine's quite a mixture. Mine's a mixture too. So should we get started? Do you want to start with your first one? Yeah, I will start. So this is from one of my girlfriends, Lee. Not me. No, not you. L double E. Not Liga. She has older, like primary school kids. So I, when I say older, older than my kids. Her kids are in primary school and her advice was prepare the night before. So I think it's pretty simple. Get the uniforms, get the lunches ready to go the next morning so it is not a shit show. And just have it all ready because then the next morning is much easier, quicker and less of a headache. Yeah, my girlfriend Jade had the same. So when she's cooking the dinner at nighttime, she said she's already cutting up veggies for dinner. So you just cut up some raw veggies also for the lunchbox. If dinner was sausages or meatballs, then you've cooled down some of that meat and put them in the lunchbox. So you kind of just like Kill two birds double with one the stone. food, yeah. less mess. Is that right? I still don't do that, but it's actually no, I very don't clever. And like, I swear to God, every single one of my leftovers just goes off in the fridge. Like I forget that that's even in there. Yeah, same. This morning I was like, why can't I fit in any new? groceries and then I found oh there's some many from 1987 <laughs> yes chicken soup that I'd made three weeks ago and yet we awesome. wonder why we're cooking every single night because us dumbasses forget to use our leftovers all right what's one of yours oh one of my girlfriends Moya from mother's group hi Moya she got this off Instagram off various mum influences you either get your clean nappy that's going to be in your handbag and put it in the nappy rubbish bag or folded nappy rubbish bag and put it sort of inside the folded up nappy so that when you're out in public you're changing a nappy there's poo everywhere. You're not fishing around in your handbag to try and find the plastic bag to put the gotcha. nappy in. Yeah, because you're going to use them at the same time, aren't you? Yeah, so you kind of put together a little pack, which is very clever. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. So I'm going to get into the inspirational behavioural ones now. So mm. my friend Emma, she's got three boys, twins, in amongst that. She said that when you're wanting your kids to do something, give them options of which – the outcome is what you want them to do anyway. So she used the example for bath time. Instead of saying, go have a bath, she said, would you like to have a bath or a shower? So either way, they're getting clean. 
the job's getting done. Instead of what would you like to eat, say, would you like some carrots or cucumbers? Either one, you're happy with them to eat. Otherwise, you're like wrestling over Cocoa Pops at five o'clock in the afternoon Mm -hmm. when you want them to eat some veggies. So I thought that was a good one. And I feel like as parents, we kind of try and remind ourselves to do that. But It's easy to go, get in the bloody bath, would you? Yes. Yeah. Finally, my girlfriend, Jess, who has two stepkids and then two kids of her own, she said the exact same things because we know with young kids and even kids, you know, up until teens, autonomy is really important. Yes. So we want to give them choice. But if, like you say, what do you want to wear? And they want to wear a tutu in the snow. (laughs) So you say, which of these two tops? Which of these two pairs of pants? Do you want an apple or a yogurt? And they still get to choose, which, you know, is great for their development. And hopefully you avoid some of the meltdowns because Alexander has just started to want to choose his outfit. And I feel like... So have the twins. And like (sighs) Indy has the worst taste. So... (laughs) Like she want to wear a shoe on her head. I swear to God, like it doesn't even make sense. So no. I, I've done what you just said. I've started being like, here's five dresses. You can yes. pick which one you want to wear. Any of those are fine with me. Yes. Just pick one. Another one I saw on several Instagram accounts, which blew my mind. This is when everyone was going back to school a couple of months ago. Many mothers make a batch of sandwiches on a Sunday night or a Monday and freeze them. It's like peanut butter and jelly or, I don't know, cheese and Vegemite and you freeze the sandwich and then apparently you just get it out, whack it in the lunchbox and it thaws out fine and it's fresh. That is such an Aussie thing to do. Like I swear to God my mum only, like she'd buy a loaf of bread and whack it in the freezer and then would put like the jam on the frozen bread, bread. wrap it in the glad wrap and put it in the lunchbox. I need to hear from parents. I I mean Alexander... I guess he's not a school age, so I'm not making sandwiches yet. But are they fresh? Do they last a full week in the freezer and then you get them out? Oh, Blew God. my mind. I feel like that's like the equivalent of giving a baby cold formula. Like they don't know what they're missing if you've Alexander always had given cold it formula. to cold. But it's so gross really when you think about it. Like as if a nice fresh sandwich isn't like a nice warm bottle of formula. But apparently it's still fresh when it thaws. Oh, God. Let's do like a Coke Pepsi test with the children and give them a thought out sandwich and a fresh one and see which one they prefer. Okay, this one was one of my favorites. This is from a girlfriend of mine, Ali. So she has what's called a launch pad in her house. So this is the place like near the door where you've got your bags, your hats, your sunscreens, your shoes, everything that you need. So you literally launch out the door when you need to go. So I really, really loved that one. I suppose it's kind of similar to Madeline West's version of just having having that, you know, on the go bag and the backpack, but this is like a literal space in your house, like launch pad, got everything I need. See you later. Hmm. I quite like that. Unique. My girlfriend, Emma, had two really great ideas, kind of in the same vein. The first one is if you've got the space to have like a random donate bag on the go. So you go to put your kids' pants on. Oh, they're too small. Because then I'm always like, do I put them back? I always just put them back. Then my husband inevitably dresses him in them next week and he's wearing pedal pushes. So you've just got a bag and when the donate bag is full – you donate. I love or you that. you give it to a hand-me-down. Isn't and then also because then you don't end up with 4,000 bags in your boot for seven months. Like yes, that you, you've just got you have... one in the corner of their room or in their wardrobe <laughs> and or when something. And when it's full, then... take it there. I love yes. that. Yes. Yeah. And her other one, which she's used quite a lot, is and I used to have this but then we used it all and I forgot to replenish. It's like a little bit of an emergency bag in the boot. So in it's got nappies, wipes, a change of cheap clothes in case they fall in a puddle or find a puddle a little water bottle and some snacks that are obviously non-perishable. You would be surprised, Lee Campbell. I do. What? 
<laughs> You're not organised. No, I'm not. And you know me, I never had a nappy bag. I had three babies and no nappy bag. I've been out with you where your children have been begging for water. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, I'm just going to have to go and find a tap. But I have it in my car. Like my car is basically another kitchen. So, An apartment. Yeah, it is. It is. So if they want something, it's in the car, but I'm never carrying it. Because imagine how much I'd have to carry. It's impossible. I'd have to take one of those beach trolleys. But yes. my only form of organisation is that car bag. Okay. I'm really impressed. And look, I'm still proud of myself about it. I don't think I've ever used it once because I forget <laughs> it's there, but it's the thought that counts. If you're ever snowed in for 10 days in your car, you'll be right. Every time I clean out my car, I'm like, God, I'm so clever at doing this and then forgetting that it's there and never using it. So I'm not so clever after all. This one was a really good one. And gosh, coming back into winter, I'm going to remind myself when I go and buy the next big season worth of socks Get all the same ones, you ding-dongs. Mm. Don't get different ones so that they are all odd. No, I don't think I can find one pair of yeah. socks. Like all navy or all white or all yes, whatever. and amongst all the kids too. Like why would I buy different socks for Vandra and different socks for Zemar and different socks for Indy? No, you're all getting the same plain white socks. That's it, the end. That's very clever. I've yeah. never heard of that. Imagine how much money you'd save too, like throwing out odd socks that you then find when you do your cleanup because you didn't yep. have your, In the donate, your donate bag. bag. <laughs> yes. My girlfriend, Danny, had a really good one that I know would work for Alexander, so I'm going to adopt this, but it's to take their doll or their teddy or whatever is their little buddy to new places to show them what's going to happen. So, for example, the doctor, perhaps they're getting their injections, the dentist, and so then the dentist or the doctor can play out, this is what's going to happen, I'm going to do this. And because we used um, Alexander's doll for sleep training and he was very into like patch, swoosh, patch, swoosh and all that sort of stuff, I know that would really help for him. So I think that's really smart if they've got a little toy or doll that they yeah, and that's similar to Lee, my friend LEE, gave another one. And hers was give a pep talk on the way to wherever you're going. So, mm. like for toddlers and above, I'm assuming, like just mention like where you're going, you know, how you expect them to behave, remind them of their manners, like just so that they're aware and no surprises and not overwhelmed when it all happens. Yes. So, I feel like that might have the same effect as a toy as well, just like keeping them involved with what's going on and, and what's happening. I've got a couple of more. I'll quickly go through. This one blew my <laughs> mind. Oh my okay, God, so we're in a wait. 1970s building and everything is creaky when it's rainy or windy. Not even just opening and shutting the door, which would wake up anyone, but uh, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> so my girlfriend Carly said, you put a scrunchie around the door handle. And I was like, what do you mean? Stop. So what she meant was like she had to send me a picture. Like you look at the door, like the skinny bit, and then you put a scrunchie around that handle, around the latch and around the other one, oh. and then so like you can through open where it, it through the ha- both handles. Yes. So then when you open and shut the door, it doesn't make a slam oh or a God, that creak. Is brilliant. Changed my life because my bathroom is right next to Alexander's room and even just opening that door to use my bathroom at night to wash my face would wake him up. Apparently, you can buy these little things on Etsy's that are like a little bit of fabric on an elastic each side, but why wouldn't you just use a scrunchie? Oh, my gosh. Lee has just bought the whole of Sydney's scrunchie supply. BRB, I'm going to get my Janome and start making some. (laughs) Rachel, who's a relatively new mum, and actually this brought it back for me, so if anyone's got a newborn and if you're lucky enough to have a partner – Make sure you shower and dress before your partner leaves to work. That sounds simple, but you can have a five-minute shower without trying to listen for the baby 
as a mum, the mornings are so slow. You think, oh, shower later. But then when you finally want to shower, you have like the baby on the floor in the it's bouncer or you can hear them. It's a quick rush mm. and like it's, it is your one little minute to just go, oh, you know, cleanse for the day. So if you can shower and dress before the other parent leaves to work, it's just a much nicer start to the day. Yes. And it makes the rest of the day flow a little bit better. One of my girlfriends, Chantelle, also did a bath orientated one. So she is also a twin mum and she recommends the bath seats. Remember, I used to love the bath seats. Yeah. So when they're like at that age where they can sit up, obviously, it just allows you to supervise but not have to hold them and not yes, have especially to if you've got more than one be hands-on yeah and then the other one that she said in regards to bath was especially with newborns don't empty the bath straight away because if you do they will 100% have a poo explosion yes. when you're getting them dressed and you'll have to yes. rebath them all again so she's like just keep the bath water in there obviously make sure no toddlers are around but keep the bath water in there till they're dressed and nappies are on and they're all safe that's so clever yeah. that's so true. Speaking of water, my girlfriend Kristen, she said it doesn't matter. Babies, toddlers, kids, doesn't matter if they're tired, they're cranky, they're sad. Water fixes everything. And I've heard this before. So a swim, (laughs) a a shower, a bath. And I know if Alexander's had, you know, a few days in the apartment, it's pouring or whatever, and he's all scrappy, like an hour's bath playing in there just is a whole new scene for him. It's like being at a park and it's just different to the living room, which is really good. My girlfriend, Brooke, she always purchases expensive items in the sales. So it might be sleep suits, shoes, occasion outfits, and she purchases them for the next few sizes. So, you know, sleep suits sometimes are like $90. If you can get them half price and you know your kid's going to be growing, you may as well get every size while you can while they're on sale. Great idea for shoes and occasion outfits. I love that as well. Amy Gerard, who we know and love, she's got three kids. Her life is hectic. She yep. makes everything a race or a competition and times it between her kids. So it's like, <laughs> quick, who can get dressed the fastest? Okay, who's going to start brushing their teeth and That's finish the fastest? One. Which yes. is really clever. Alexander loves racing everywhere. Yes, I was going to say, especially at her kids' age, which are similar to mine, like everything's a competition. Like they yes. cross. If you're like, come on, guys, eat your breakfast. But if you're like, who's going to eat breakfast first, then it's on. Like stuff gets done. Done. And my girlfriend, Lauren, who has three boys. She says she's just started using the Moshi app. It's for falling asleep. And she said her three boys are asleep within 10 minutes. Wow. I'm downloading it for me. Alexander has no problem going to sleep, but I definitely do. Downloading it for yourself. And my last one is from Alyssa. So she's got two little ones and she said, get the same. Like she's got a boy and a girl, but she's like, they get the same drink bottles, the same lunch boxes, the Mm. same hats, same toys. So no fighting. There's nothing to fight over if there's no difference. And if you lose the lid of the blue, but the bottom of the pink, it doesn't matter. You just like, it's all green. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Hey, we want to hear from the audience. That is just our groups and that was by no way an exhaustive list. So we can do this again. So if you have some hacks, they might be a gadget, like Tegan said, they might be deep and meaningful. Like actually one of my mothers in my mother's group said to diffuse a tantrum whisper because they're freaking out and you go, hey, Alexander. They go. It's almost like a distraction. I love that. Yes. And she's a school teacher. She teaches kindy and she said it works with 40 kindy year olds. So Try that. So your suggestion could be very easy, very deep. We'd love to hear it. Jump into the Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group and tell us your parenting hack. Nailed it. You failed it. Well, speaking of parenting hacks, what have you nailed this week, Lee? Smoothies. Every other person's kid liked smoothies but mine. I was like, he's broken. Oh, my gosh. It's all in the making it together because he's at that stage. Mum, what are you doing? How do I do it? Yeah. I mean, it's so annoying because then the bench top's covered in 
everything. But he will finally have smoothies. And because I've been worrying a little bit about his nutrition, just because some weeks, honestly, I swear all he eats is nuggets. As long as it doesn't look green, like I can put spinach in as long as it doesn't look green in the end. He doesn't want to drink something that looks green, but banana, honey, milk, healthy smoothie powder. I don't know what it is. I just feel like that's a win because you know how you used to feel about the milk? Like it fills them up. There's some nutrients in there. And when you know that there's like a whole banana or there's a little bit of honey or some oats or whatever, you're like, that's like a full-blown breakfast. Yes, and every other kid loved smoothies. And I was like, why doesn't mine love smoothies? Jason will buy himself a full protein shake, like an adult protein shake. Yeah, they're And he'll be like, give some to Banjo. And Banjo's just smashed the whole thing. He's like, I literally went to like, you know how there's like the $15 protein shakes? Yeah. And Banjo's like, thanks, Dad. Smashes it. Like, (laughs) no wonder he's almost the size of the house because he's punching protein shakes from three years old. Yeah, he's lifting weights. What is your nail? My nail. So, yeah, speaking of Banjo and Jason, the cutest, it's not really my nail, but it's their nail. It's a parenting nail. They have just started, so, well, I should say Banjo has just started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu lessons and it's really cute because he's in the three- to five-year-old class. Jason goes with them and they do it together. So, like, they learn how to fall and they learn how to wrestle safely or pin each other down. Like, it's so cute and they both loved it so much that Banjo was kissing Jason the whole time. Like that's what he does when he gets really excited and is having fun. He'll just like smother you with kisses. Jason's like at a wrestling class and his son just wanted to kiss him all over. I'm like, That is so cute. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to send Alexander and Rich when he's three. Jason had just as much of a ball and he said it was actually a little bit of a workout, like they have little running races and all that stuff. I think it's good. Poor Banjo's just been made to tag along to the twins' dancing lessons for the rest of this term. So this is a nice little thing. His extracurricular to do together. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. And how about a fail? Oh, do not tell a child they're going on a holiday when the holiday is in two months' oh, time. Oh, yeah, no. Because he was talking about aeroplanes or something. He said, I want to go on a big aeroplane. I was like, oh, well, actually, Mummy and Daddy and Alex are going to go on a big aeroplane at the end of May. Oh. So two minutes later, now? <laughs> yeah, is now? it May? Now, aeroplane? Now we pack and I'm like, oh, what? No. Every time you months. get in the car, is it May? Are we going to the yep. airport? Every time oh, he wakes no. up, holiday now? Holiday airplane? <laughs> and I'm like, no, buddy, it's a really long way away. He's like, is it Friday? No, I'm like, no, we're not going on Friday. Are we going on Sunday? And I'm like, no. Because <laughs> no. he understands a week. That's all he knows is like, then it starts again. So he's like, well, if we're not going on Sunday, it's not happening. <laughs> so do not tell your child that they're doing something fun three months, two months before it's happening oh, because my gosh. kill me. Well, when you do go, can I come and live in your house? Because my fail for this week is that I cannot get rid of ants. <sighs> like, and I've I asked a few of my girlfriends and they're it's having the, the rain, same issue. You know? yeah, they come I, inside. I think so. And I don't know how they're bloody getting in. They're cre- like, I will literally wipe down the bench every five minutes to make sure there's not a single crumb. God forbid something drops on the floor because before you know it, there's basically an ant's nest all over my floorboards. And I just can't seem to get rid of them. So if anyone has any like tips. Have oh, you used the ant red stuff? Yeah, so someone told me the other day about the ant sand. We use it. It looks like a little silicon gel and you just put a little blob of it somewhere where your kids obviously oh. can't touch and they go to eat it. They think it's like honey. And they get and then stuck. They, they die. I think it's poison. Oh. It works really well. Do we they get die ants quite a lot on too. the gel or do they run away and die? They run away to their nest and kill everyone. Oh. Sorry, ant families. Oh, God. Sounds Especially terrific. that movie Ants. I love that movie. Oh, my God, no, stop. Now Isn't I'm that Jerry Seinfeld? Anyway. Get them all living in my house. Oh, what oh. a fail, you ant murderer. I haven't and murdered on that them note, yet. I can't murder them. That's my problem. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of TGM. Please do get in touch with us at TGM at mamamia.com.au and be sure to join our parenting group, Mamma Mia Parents, and follow us wherever you get your pods. This pod is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson and we will see you next week. We sure will. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.